All right, it is the sports mashup number 51, February 16th, 2022, Wednesday, the day. And uh, we are officially out of the NFL season. So that's come to an end. And uh, no more NFL for a long time, which is unfortunate. But there's other things to fall back on, such as the NBA trade deadline day. Some interesting things going down. I want to get to this before we get to the other things. Uh, the James Harden-Ben Simmons deal did come to fruition. I said last week, I thought, you know, it's got to happen for both sides. Uh, I like the deal a lot for Brooklyn. I think they get rid of Harden, who didn't want to be there. They add Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, who are going to be bench pieces for a team that lacks some depth. And for Philly, they get rid of a guy who didn't want to be there, Ben Simmons. And they get James Harden, who, when he's playing at his best, uh, he's one of the best players in the league. Yeah, but I think the Sixers gave up way too much in this deal. Yeah, you could argue that, but I also like that um, they didn't give up Tyrese Maxey or Matisse Thybul, two guys that the Nets wanted, uh, two young guys that are huge impact guys for them. I think that's a great thing that they didn't give those guys up, but they did give up a lot. I mean, they give up what their second leading scorer in Seth Curry and two first-round picks. Yeah, uh, I think well, the first first-round pick is coming up in the draft. Uh, that's going to be a 20s pick, I'm sure, uh, unless they play the way they did tonight against Boston. That was bad. Uh, Boston destroyed them tonight. But uh, and then 2027, I mean, who knows what that pick's going to look like. I guess it's a bit of a risk, but it's something you throw down the line, you, you just do it. I mean, they did get Paul Millsap in this deal with Harden, so don't know what that does for people, but. That's worth noting, I suppose. No, but I really think this helps the Nets a lot, getting Seth Curry. I mean, he's already made an impact in the two games he's played, and I don't know if he will be a bench piece. He, I think he might just be a starter. Yeah, I mean, you look at what their lineup could be when they're fully healthy, and that's a big if or when. Curry's but, definitely going to start at home. Yeah. When Kyrie's not there and Simmons runs a point, Kyrie or Seth's going to be the two. When yeah. Kyrie's able to play, that's when Curry might be a bench piece. I mean, you could go with Kyrie, Curry, Simmons, KD, and then do you put Drummond in the starting five or do you just roll with Nick Claxton probably at the five? Wow, you got five or four fives now there. You got Drummond, uh, Blake Griffin, Marcus Aldridge, and Claxton. Yeah, their depth has definitely gotten better, and I think depth is a very important part of winning a championship these days. Like, I don't think the teams can really do it with the superstar structure. I think the best teams in the league right now have a lot of depth, whether it's Phoenix or Golden State or uh, Milwaukee has depth that's a bit questionable at this point with Connaughton going down last week. But uh, depth is a huge part of getting far. I mean, if you don't have some sort of depth, it's, it's definitely a problem. I mean, you look at what the Warriors dynasty was the depth that they had, the impact guys they had off the bench, it's very important. And if the Nets can stay healthy, I think the ceiling is extremely high. Well, And speaking of depth and everything in the Warriors, James Wiseman is, was cleared for 5v5 contact now. Another guy you need down low. I mean, you like you like what they have with, with their current roster and their current setup, but Wiseman is one of the guys that is extremely talented. Like number one coming out of high school – Goes to Memphis, gets suspended. The whole deal there gets drafted high, ceilings high. If they can just figure it out, 
Um, I think that that's another huge piece for a Warriors team that's getting healthy. They're not really playing their best. They kind of got run away from by the Clippers last night, but uh, they'll be fine. Curry's been a little bit off. Thompson's been a little bit off. They'll they'll figure it out. They'll make a run of some sort, I'm sure, um, but we'll see. Yeah, and then what's like the update on when KD's coming back to the Nets? Seems like it's going to be after the All-Star break, which the All-Star break is this weekend. So I'm assuming next week, some point, we'll probably see him back for the Nets, but who knows? Uh, which, speaking of that, did you see the draft? I did, yeah. Did you find it interesting on the last two picks? I did, because KD goes out of his way to talk about, yo, I need some size, because it's down to Rudy Gobert or James Harden. You know, I'll just uh, – LeBron yeah, just laughing down his clipboard. Yeah, I mean, that was that was interesting. And uh, was it a setup? I mean, we don't know. Probably not. But I know that – I know for a fact that LeBron went out of his way to not take James Harden. So – Oh, yeah, because who did he take right before that? I don't remember the name. I don't know. But I'll say this about the Warriors real quick, or the Nets. Remember Joe Harris – has not played for this team this season. A big shooter off the bench. They've had to replace him. I think Curry's a good replacement for him. Uh, Joe Harris, highly paid to not play this season. So yeah, I think Curry handles the ball better than Harris and yeah, can kind of create his own shot. And also – Harris is a better is, defender. Yeah, Harris is more of like a run off a screen or – Catch and shoot, yeah. Yeah, he's more of a guy that sits in the corner – where Curry can run up the screens and do that and yep. kind of create a shot a little bit more. Yeah, another surprising trade. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans was a terrible contract to the Wizards, uh, to the Mavericks from the Wizards for Kristaps Porzingis in the 2022 second-round pick. So I think the thing between Luka and Porzingis was probably real. I don't think Luka enjoyed playing with him, and now he's already run out of town. And the Knicks can finally say that they won a significant trade. Congrats to the Knicks. Winning the Porzingis deal, pretty pretty good stuff. Yeah, because what he got there hurt, then kept getting hurt repeatedly. Yeah, I mean disaster, disastrous trade by Dallas, and uh, good thing for them they still have Luca, one of the best players in the league, and Dinwiddie's a very solid point guard, and Bertans is way overpaid, but I'm sure he can have an impact in some way uh, for them. Uh, other than that, I don't see too much that's worth talking about. I mean. Marvin Bagley did finally get traded uh, from Sacramento to Detroit, so we'll see if he can figure out his career there. Surprisingly, Dante DiVincenzo ending up in Detroit or ending up in Sacramento from Milwaukee. Uh, so that's interesting. The Suns, a couple of swift moves. They moved Jalen Smith, who they, for some reason, wasted a lottery pick on in 2020 to Indiana, bring Torrey Craig back, who was on the team last season, and then they traded uh, – Aaron Holiday, or they got Aaron Holiday from the Wizards for cash. A couple quality bench moves for them. And, uh, yeah, that's about it in the trade front. Not too much, but they did have the Harden deal, which was a big deal, obviously. So there you go. Shout out to the NBA. NFL season over. Rams win the Super Bowl. Good game. Uh, questionable penalties at the end. I mean, the fact that they weren't calling anything the entire game was a great thing until they decided to insert themselves. So, yeah, like the fact that that first touchdown to Higgins wasn't reviewed or anything. Yeah, that was a bad one. I mean, he did. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Ramsey, but he did grab Ramsey's face mask and totally turn his body. 
Yeah, it was definitely a penalty and a miss. But you can't really compare that to the third and goal play. That play was uh, yeah, BS. The, one, the lo- one on Logan Wilson. Who had a great game, by the way. Just because I think these refs think that a linebacker cannot cover a good receiver. I mean, he was in the right position. He caught him on the break. Reached in front of, around him, didn't touch him, and hit the ball and gets a flag. Just an absurdly bad call. Terrible. But, I mean, the Rams got it done. Uh, Aaron Donald wins the Super Bowl. Some stuff being said about maybe him retiring. I mean, wouldn't surprise me. He's made a lot of money. He's done a lot in this league, and now he has a championship. He's three-time defensive player of the year, seven-time All-Pro. Wouldn't stun me to see him hang him up. Yeah, I mean, out of the seven of the last ten defensive player of the years have been Aaron Donald or one of the Watt brothers. Pretty good. Pretty good, I would say. Uh, but, I mean, Stafford did things when it mattered. Uh, that no-look pass, obviously unbelievable on the last drive. The worst is I saw an image from the end zone on the last play that um, the Bengals had. And Ramsey was on the ground and Jamar Chase was wide open. But just goes back to the Burrow Bengals. Didn't, Burrow didn't have enough time. Bengals offensive line. I mean, that was the the. It's one of the rare things in a big game where the number one thing that's talked about in leading up to a game actually happens. Like the Bengals offensive line was, they just were no match. So now, if you're the Bengals, you got Burrow on his rookie contract. You got cap space because of that. You got to fix the offensive line. Yeah, and like one of my buddies is like really in depth into it. He was talking about watching over the game and how the Bengals, they never ran a side protection on their offensive line. They made it a thing just to do heads up guard on defensive tackle the entire game. And it killed them. Yeah. I mean, they had no answer for Aaron Donald. They had no answer for Von Miller. And that's why if you're the Rams, you go all in. You bring in Vaughn Miller, you bring in Stafford, you bring in Odell. I know Odell had an early touchdown, then obviously the torn ACL, which is unfortunate and really brings up a bigger point of why the hell do they still have so much turf in the NFL? How many yeah. injuries do we see on that a year? I saw so many tweets and stuff about from NFL players and stuff saying turf should be outlawed from the NFL. It should. And then, like, here's an interesting thing. January 12th, Eric Weddle comes out of retirement. Hadn't played since 2019 season. Two weeks after that, he leads the team in tackles in the NFC Championship game. In the Super Bowl, he was designated to be the play caller for the Rams. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. So, yeah, within a month, went from playing pickup basketball to being the designated play caller in the Super Bowl to then retire again. Worth it. If you're him, that's worth it. I mean, I he, he tore his peck in the first quarter yeah, and played the whole game. Yeah. So, Super Bowl's over. Rams win it. McVay gets his first youngest coach in NFL history to win a Super Bowl, 36. Yeah, Stafford, Stafford gets one. He becomes the third quarterback to win a Super Bowl in his first year with the new team. Tom Brady would be one of them. I don't know who the third is. The first one was Trent Dofer with Trent the Dofer, Ravens. Right. Well, he, one of those is not like the other two, I would say. Well, I wonder, didn't did Brady didn't Brady win one in his first year in the league? I don't think so. I thought that was a few years after he came in. I couldn't remember. So when I was when I saw that, I was like, "Did he do it twice?" 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. But and then all right. wait, awards. One, one thing. One more thing for the awards. Most interceptions by a number one overall pick in rookie season. Who do you think's leading that? What was the stat? Most interceptions by a number one overall pick in rookie season. Like quarterbacks or interceptions? Yeah, yeah quarterback. Stafford? Peyton. Oh, yeah, I should have known that. He had 28. Next was, Terry, that. next was Terry Bradshaw, 24. Stafford had 20. Andrew Luck had 18. Troy Aikman had 18. Cam Newton had 17. And Mr. Trevor Lawrence had 17. Not great. Not ideal, I would say. But we'll see how he does in the new offense, no doubt. Uh, season awards were given out on Thursday. Yeah, the MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Four-time, back-to-back, not a big deal. Offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup, yep. which we kind of knew was going to be there. Defensive player of the year, T.J. Watt. And then we were spot on with these two, the offensive rookie of the year, Jamar Chase, and defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons. Parsons was unanimous, right? I think so. Yeah, it's pretty good. Who else would they have had in the offensive? Uh Mac Jones, pretty much the only competition. Did Burroughs kind of be – was he in that category at all because he didn't play enough games in his no, rookie year? No, And then I saw a lot of people mad on this one, the comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow. It had to be Burrow. I mean, come on. There was I saw so many things of people thinking it should have been Dak. Nah, nah. I mean, Burrow was playing behind a garbage offensive line. I know he had great weapons, but a terrible offensive line. Got sacked a billion times. Stayed healthy through most of it. Made the playoffs with the Bengals. I'm not impressed that Dak has a $300 million offensive system of playmakers and played well. Who cares? In a terrible division, by the way. What a joke. Anyone who thinks it's Dak is an idiot. And then the coach of the year was Mike Vrabel of the Titans. He was going to get it at some point. Uh, I think – most like every single this is why coach year manages this stuff's stupid and doesn't matter. Every year it's about doing a lot with a little. Like every single year does not matter. Like you could go 16 and one, but if your team is on paper the best team in the league going into the season, they don't care pretty much. With Frable and the Titans, is Julio a free agent now or does he still have time on his contract? I think he's still got a bit on his contract. And then do the Titans try making a move for a quarterback? I don't think that they'll do that this offseason. I think they're going to have one more year with Tannehill. They just gave him a huge contract a couple years ago. Give it one more go, see how it goes, and then uh, maybe make a move after that. But they're not getting Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't know why people are even talking about that. Oh, I didn't even see him going. I, I mean, I saw the things about him buying land or something in, around somewhere near Nashville or something. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. And then I have seen the Bucks and talks about Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. Or Deshaun Watson. Oh, no, it wasn't Kyler Murray. Sorry, it was yeah Deshaun Watson. Yeah, we'll see. Interesting thing to monitor as we get closer to, you know, you got the uh, 
franchise tag deadline coming up in the free agency in a, in a month or so. So we'll cover the NFL then, I'm sure, a lot through that. And uh, now we shift to golf. Yeah, we had the Waste Management Phoenix Open last weekend. The winner was Scotty Scheffler, won $1.5 million, shot 16 under, won a three-hole playoff against Patrick Cantlay. I, yeah. I wish they would have played like 16, 17, 18 instead of playing 18 three times. I think they wanted to stay on 18 because of the atmosphere. There were so many fans there. I don't know. It's probably – I mean, 16 is the best hole there. That would have been fun to see again. Uh, yeah, I mean, you had two hole-in-ones over the weekend, one Saturday, one Sunday. Carlos Ortiz played 16 and 17 in three shots. He had an ace on 16 and then a two-shot eagle on 17. That's just unreal. Yeah, like I followed, like I don't know if you've ever seen him on YouTube, the good, good golf guys. Yeah, I know. The, the, I've, I've, I'm, I'm quite aware of their existence, yes. Two of them were able to go and play Tuesday, and then one of them – was in like uh close to the pin contest on Wednesday. And they they showed like 16, 17, 18 in their video when they played Tuesday and talked about how it was a drivable par four on 17. Yep. Brooks kept get hold out for Eagle on that hole last year when he won late in that tournament. So definitely drivable. And you saw Sahith Tagala who led for most of the tournament there hit it into the water on 17 to pretty much play himself out of contention because he got a terrible bounce and just kept going and going, going on the green, rolled off into the water. Well, he also, he it's missed it. He missed a birdie put on 18 too that would have put him in the playoff. Yeah. Just a brutal finish for him, but he's got a bright future. He played well. He's got a lot of power. I know he's had some injuries in his career, but he's only 24. He'll be fine. Good performance from him, but Scotty Scheffler getting his first one. He knew it was going to happen at some point. Saw the dominance that he could have when he dominated John Rahm on Sunday at the Ryder Cup in September. So, congrats to Scotty. Yeah, I was rooting for Cantlay just because I had him picked. That's fair. I just wanted to see Scotty get his first. So Yeah. No doubt. Um, this weekend you have the Genesis Invitational defending champion Max Homa. At Who's Rittier. been completely disrespected in the odds, by the way. Max Homa, his odds to win this is ridiculous. Absurd. Set the Riviera, Riviera Country Club in Pacific, Palisades, California. I mean, Max Homa won this tournament last year. Every tournament in California he shows up for. He finished tied for 14th last week, so he's not playing bad golf. Yet he's like 20th in the odds to win this thing. I mean, the, the blatant disrespect to our guy, friend of the show pretty much, Max Homa, is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, maybe they know something that we don't. Well, he's going to win probably again if I had to guess. So I mean, we'll our, biggest, our biggest golf fan of the show is Kevin Kisner. Yeah, but I think Homa's in the top five on that list. I would, I would throw him I'm on trying there. to get Patrick Cantley on board because I keep picking him. All right, we'll, we'll get him We'll get him in the mix. But uh, all right, let's go to college hoops. Uh, yeah, the new AP top ten, Gonzaga up one to number one for the third Senate number one. Uh, Auburn drops one to number two. Arizona up one to three. Kentucky up one to four. But they also just lost to Tennessee. Yep. Bad. Yeah, not close. Uh, Purdue dropped two spots at number five after losing to Michigan Saturday or no, last Thursday. Yep. Uh, Kansas up two to number six. Baylor up three to seven. Providence up three to number eight. Duke down two to number or to number nine. 
And our favorite team in college basketball, Villanova, back in the top ten, moving up five spots. Did just beat number eight Providence tonight on the road, so they are going to move up again. Um, Illinois up one, number 12. And we did talk about this last week that I said uh, Arkansas, If since they weren't ranked last week, they would be this week. They're ranked 23rd now. Yep. Even like they who the who was it they beat beginning of last week? Auburn. Yeah, and then they lost Saturday. To, I think it was Saturday to Alabama. Yep, close game. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that was at Alabama. Yeah, Alabama's back in as well. I believe they're 25th. So the SEC representation quite high in the AP poll. Yeah. Now. Uh, Tennessee has to play Auburn, I think, this weekend. And Kentucky plays Alabama. But uh, what's you next? We'll see. What do we have here? Clemson, David Collins gets one game for undercutting Wendell Moore. Dirty yeah. play, very dirty. I'm surprised it was only a one game. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like. He doesn't have a history of doing this. Big apology after. I don't know. I feel like one game is probably not enough. But also, I don't think that it's like a 10 game or whatever some people might no, be saying. I didn't think that. I thought it would have been like a two or three game maybe. Yeah, I think two or three would have been fair. But, I mean, it's not one game's not egregious, I guess. I don't know. I don't, just because of the fact that, I mean, he picked your pocket clean. You set it away, and then you chase him down. And when he goes up for a dunk, you totally undercut him. And he flew like nine foot and then landed like on a cameraman. Yeah, it was a dirty play, no doubt. So it gets a suspension, and we'll see the aftermath of that. For it took Clemson. a while for them to come to that conclusion, too. Yeah, probably watched it a billion times. Probably saw his big apology note about it. I don't know. It's just a tough decision, but the ACC, you know, they get it wrong. Um, Coach K let uh, leaves at halftime versus Wake Forest to not feeling well. Yeah, best wishes for him. I know they almost lost that game. Uh, Wake Forest with almost the greatest shot of all time. If that last shot would have gone in, oh, my God. I totally missed the last shot. I watched the entire game but missed that. But they were up 19 at one point. I mean, this guy was like – Patrick Wells rolling to his right, throwing it from the entire length of the court, and it hit off the backboard and the rim. But the dunk that Mark Williams had. Put-back dunk that they said was originally a goaltending, and they counted it big-time play. Yeah, the one who had the worst angle, he's on the baseline to Mark Williams' right, so he couldn't tell you know where the ball was. The other two refs were counting it and running down the floor, and that guy's waving it off. Yeah, you knew that they'd. F it up somehow, but big time play. Uh, and ESPN, well, ESPN slash Phil Knight are expanding Phil Knight tournaments to four events starting next year. Two 18 bracket style tournaments for um, men's and two 14 bracket style tournaments for the women. Uh, the 2022 Phil Knight Invitational will include for the men, Alabama, Iowa State, UNC, Michigan State, Oregon, Portland, Yukon, Villanova, the women's, Iowa State, UNC, Michigan State, Oregon, 
and then the 2022 Phil Knight Legacy, hosted by Rip City Management. Which is that part of like Damian Lillard, or I'm not sure. Or is that just the Portland thing because they called that Rip City? Probably, yeah, probably. And you know, Phil Knight's a big Oregon guy. But um, the NCAA men's in that is Duke, Florida, Gonzaga, Portland State, Oregon State, Purdue, West Virginia, and Xavier. And, it's a couple of great fields. And the women's in that one is Duke, Iowa, UConn, Oregon State. Yeah, I mean, both, both fields for those men's are definitely very good. In the women's one, you get Iowa in the mix, UConn in the mix. Pretty good stuff. Yes, get to see our girl, Kaylin Clark, big fan of the pod. Another friend of the show, yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, let's do MLB. Uh, oh, wait, there's nothing going on because of the lockout. I did, see they proposed, sucks. I did see they proposed something to cut minor league spots. Yeah, there was something about that, but it's just the whole thing's a joke. God, it's so annoying. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a season at this rate, so we'll see. Yeah, so, I mean, after college basketball, we're not NHL playoffs. That's that's it until football comes around again. All right, good job, baseball. All right, chance to have your sport in the spotlight like it is every season opening day, and they'll probably have like a July opening day for a 60-game season. So, good job, guys. Hope, hope it feels good for you. All right, NHL, real quick. Claude Giroux, could he be on the move? All-star game MVP, by the way. Not a big deal. And uh, he could be on the move. Trade rumors for Philly. Colorado, the favorite to get him. Could happen. Might not happen. We'll see. But they we'll have see. the cap space for that? That's the hard part. I think you're going to have to see retained salary from the team that uh, – from Philly, retaining salary on that. And then you're going to have to see uh, picks moved in exchange for retained salary, plus prospects, plus other picks. So it's going to be a tough – Tough deal to swing, but are there any other like teams in the mix with him? Minnesota and St. Louis were both also rumored, but the Blues absolutely do not have the cap structure to do that this season, unless they want to trade Tarasenko. Which, if you watched him play tonight, he's not going to get traded. So I don't know. I think it'd be. I, I'm sure he probably wants to go somewhere to get a shot to win. Yeah, but he's also the guy who's only played for that one franchise. Yeah, and they've been I mean, a disaster. And he's, the last and he's had years. to see for how long. Quite a while, I would say. Quite a while. I mean. But didn't they trade or not re-sign his line mate, Borchek, or they still have him? They traded him last offseason to Columbus, one for one for Cam Atkinson. So, I mean, they've been bad. Last two seasons have been bad with high expectations. So, we'll see if he's on the move. We'll see who pays a high price for him. Uh, we did have a trade. Tyler Toffoli was traded to the Flames. This is the second time he's been traded the last few seasons. He was traded from L.A. to Vancouver a few seasons ago. Uh, but he goes from Montreal to Calgary. 2022 first-round draft pick, top 10 protected. Uh, 2024 fifth-round pick, forward Tyler Pitlick and prospect Emil Heineman all go to Montreal. So a good price. To fully score tonight for Calgary. Calgary looks like one of the best teams in the West. And they get another forward who's been there, done that, won a cup with L.A., had a good playoff run with Vancouver a couple seasons ago. So good deal for Calgary. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot for him. 
Yeah, Montreal did well here, I think. They're asking a lot for a lot of their players. You look at a possible Ben Sherratt deal. Um, I mean, they want a lot for him, so we'll see if they swing that deal. But a uh, good trade here, I think, for Calgary to add Ooh. to a, an already loaded forward group. When's the trade deadline for the NHL? March 21st, I believe, so still a while to go. Pretty late deadline. I don't really know why. Are but. there any trade rumors between or around either of our teams? Other than Giroux for the Blues and Ben Sherratt, who's a defenseman, I haven't seen much around Boston. I mean, I don't really know what they would add. I feel like – Well, I keep seeing like Jake DeBrusque. Yeah, he's a guy that could be on the move. I wonder if they're in the mix maybe for Chikrin from Arizona. I saw at one point they were talking with Dallas. Klingberg, yeah. Yeah, Klingberg and for DeBrusque. I think Boston will probably look at some defensive upgrades, and Chikrin and, and uh, Klingberg would be swinging for the fences, no doubt. But uh, get somebody with McAvoy, and who knows what could happen. Uh, your boy, Sidney Crosby, tallying his 500, uh, 500th career goal fittingly against the Philadelphia Flyers. So say what you want about Crosby, but a guy who lived up to the hype. I mean, he was supposed to be the number one pick, number one pick, talked about for like five years before he was drafted. And he's had a Hall of Fame career. There's no denying it, whether you hate him or not, which you do. Uh, he's been great and gets his 500th career goal. Yeah, because he's definitely my guy. You love him. All right. Betting picks. Well, uh, college football, have you seen this um, Georgia running back, or he's going to be a Georgia running back, uh, Branson Robinson? I have not. Um, just Google him real quick. Let's see. Uh, he's 17. He his bench he benches 415, squats 615, yeah, deadlift 720. But I don't know if this will show on the camera. Look at how yeah. big. Look at him. How the hell is that guy in high school? I think is the question. <laughs> and the fact that he's only 17. I mean that is absurd. And go to Georgia. He's the fourth-ranked running back in his class, so got some things to work on, I'm sure. He's okay. behind Nicholas Singleton. Nicholas Singleton is going to uh, Penn State. Emmanuel Henderson going to Alabama, and Relique Brown going to USC. I mean, the only thing I think of is he's not the fastest back, but Probably. he's definitely the strongest back. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, that is ridiculous. All right. I went seven and four last week. I am now uh, three forty six and two seventy nine on the year. On the show, I guess it's almost been a year, but I went uh, five and six. All right. Uh, uh, golf. I had tied eight, tied eight, tied fourteenth, a second, and a tied sixtieth. And your boy speak. Yeah, he struggled a little bit, no doubt. He can't put two weeks back to get Did back win the back. Super Bowl, though. I didn't get that right. I fell under the Rams trap. And that I should have been it. like five points. We could have instituted that, but we didn't. Maybe next year we'll do that for the Super Bowl, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, all right. Genesis Invitational this week. Riviera, great tournament every year. Palisades, California. Max Homa, the defending champ. Um, who are you picking this week? Uh, my three golfers to win are Colin Morikawa at plus 1,800, Rory at plus 2,200, and Matthew Fitzpatrick at plus 3,500. 
Love the Morikawa number, plus 1,800. I like that as well. Uh, Rory McIlroy, plus 2,200. And uh, give me Max Homa. Why the hell is he plus 5,000? Defending champ. In hindsight, maybe I should have gone top five or top ten just to kind of try to, you know, sandbag that a little bit. But whatever. Uh, to win plus 5,000. Defending champ, like I said, Max Homa, friend of the show. Got to pick him. Uh, I sandbagged with my top five pick, putting Patrick Cantley there at plus 230. Nothing wrong with that. What about top ten? Uh, I another sandbag because I like him. Hideki Matsuyama plus one eighty finish top ten. Another good pick. Uh, I'm going to take Zala Torres to finish top five plus five fifty. Played well a few weeks ago. Probably should have won. Uh, Tory Pines at the Farmers Insurance didn't get it done, and then Cam Smith with a great finish to last season plus two hundred top ten. I like that number, so I'll take that. Uh, we got NBA Pick'em Wednesday night games. Who do you like? Uh, Pistons at Celtics, taking the Celtics, and then the Trailblazers at the Grizzlies, taking the Grizzlies. I also like the Celtics over the Pistons. They give me the Knicks over the Nets. I believe that's an MSG, right? So no Kyrie. Yes. Well, either so, way, it wouldn't I'll be the Knicks. Oh yeah. Either way. Yeah. Because the stupid news. Because I was gonna, I was gonna pick that game, and then I was like, wait, Kyrie's not there. No KD. Yeah, I'd bet good money by the playoffs. Kyrie can play at home. I would bet good money that that happens. So we'll see. Uh, NHL picks. Um, taking the Panthers plus 115 over Carolina. And I'm taking the Ducks plus 160 over the Flames. I know I've been picking against the Flames and they've been winning, but they got to lose at some point. And I like these odds. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, give me the Golden Knights minus 110 against the Avalanche. And then give me the Panthers as well, plus 115 over the Hurricanes. All right. I mean, Last we, also, we also only have four games tomorrow. Yep, only four to pick from. So uh, last thing, college hoops. I'm assuming we're starting on Thursday still. Yeah. Um, so who do you like Thursday? I'm taking uh, Austin P at Murray State, taking Murray State, and Washington at USC, taking USC. All right, give me uh, Michigan over Iowa. Iowa's offense has been an absolute wagon recently, but – Michigan, I think, can get another skin a little bit. They give me a little bit of an upset in the Summit League. Oral Roberts, who I believe is third in the league over the number one team, North Dakota State, on Thursday. I'll take that. What do you got Friday? Uh, I won a little Ivy League for my first game. Penn at Yale, taking Yale. And out of the Atlantic 10, Richmond at VCU, taking VCU. All right, I'll take St. John's to beat Butler. A much-needed win for St. John's to keep somewhat of their hopes alive. I don't think they have much hope to make the tournament, but uh, throw them in there. And then give me a little Horizon League action, Northern Kentucky to beat Detroit Mercy on Friday night, Saturday. Uh, Iowa at Ohio State, taking Ohio State. And then Southeast Missouri State at Moorhead State, taking Moorhead State. All right, I'll take Texas Tech to double up Chris Beard and beat Texas again. And then give me BYU with a little bit of an upset in the West Coast Conference. BYU's really struggled. St. Mary's has been the second best team in the conference buying Gonzaga. So I'll take them and that'll do it for us. You had, uh, our, uh, what was your first game on Saturday? Uh, Texas tech over Texas. That's what 11 verse 20. Yeah, I believe so. But Texas picked, winning against Oklahoma tonight. All my basketball games, including the NBA, I picked the home team in every game. That's fair. Tough to win on the road. Bet on the home team. All right. 
That'll do it for us. We'll be back next Wednesday on February 22nd for number 52. We'll see you then. The sports 23rd. 23rd. Got the date wrong. Son of a. All right. Number 52 next week. We'll see you then. Deuces.